0: So literally just came alongside me and turned in. Man, hey, he race tested me. Oh, I like him. I can't get a piece in your seat. Hey, hi. Hey, steering right. wheel.
1: Somebody tell him to give it to me. Simply, simply lovely.
2: Hello and welcome to Back of the Grid. I am Chris Evans and I'm joined as ever by Tom King. Hello. And by Stuart Greenwood. Hello. How are we both?
1: Very well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. You good, Tom?
3: Uh yes, I forgot to answer the question. <laughs> Stu did <You're> there? <laughs> Off you know, a great like, start. I,
1: I was listening to Stu's answer and forgot to give my own. <laughs> That's not how a conversation works, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sign of three people who
2: have been making a podcast every week for an entire Formula One season. Uh but thankfully the season is now over. Um, but as is tradition, we are going to do a season review, uh, giving out various awards and rating all of the drivers and teams. Um, so I guess, should we dive straight into it? Yeah. Get our, get our rating hats on. Let's um, do this. Let's go. We'll go reverse um, championship order. So we'll start at the back with uh, Williams. Um, how do we rate Williams this season?
3: <laughs> as a team... <laughs> Diabolical. <laughs> it's, the, it's the one yeah. word, isn't it? Is, yeah. is, the, is there any positive for Williams as a team this season?
1: When you phrase it that way. I'm gonna stand by my initial answer, which is which was lol. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's not many positives, is there? No. Lol's mm, actually
1: harsh, like yeah, it's yeah.
2: They've scraped a handful of points, they've lost a bunch of personnel. They've had just shocking car issues all season.
1: No, no more title sponsor at the end of this season, either.
2: Nope. Yeah. I mean, they literally had their car just pitching itself into a wall at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's grim. Yeah. It's been a really grim year for Williams. Um, as for their drivers, I don't know. It's, it's always hard to tell, isn't it? With a, a car that bad, it's always hard to tell what the drivers are doing. I feel like between them, the drivers have both put in the occasional decent performance, especially Sirotkin. I think he's been a little underrated this year, if I'm honest.
1: Well, the best he managed was a 10th in Italy, Sorokin. Yeah. um, To Stroll's 9th, also in Italy. So they got a 9-10. Yeah. Which is what every team strives for. (laughs) Oh, no, sorry. They they also had a... In uh, Azerbaijan, they had an 8-10. Ah, oh, no. uh, yeah, of course. Sorry, they didn't. Uh, I've I, I absolutely balls Stro- that up completely. <laughs>
3: Stroll did finish in the point a couple of times, though, because I think by the end of the season he had
1: nine points. Should really have that in front of me right yeah, now. Yeah, but... Stroll had six points at the end of the season. Six. I've got it in front of me, yeah. but I, I've had it in front of me this whole time. I've just been reading it completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just to correct the best result was in fact Italy they had a nine ten in Italy um, Stroll managed an 8th in Baku um, and there his only two point scoring finishes, 8th and 9th in the uh, at Baku and at Monza respectively, to give him a grand total of 6 points um, and Sorokin had a solitary point with his 10th place finish at Monza mm.
2: I mean combined they got less points than Marcus Ericsson Mm. which is not Careful. great. Careful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get to him, don't worry. I mean, if we if we're looking at like marks out of 10, I'm honestly finding it hard to think of anything to give Williams points for this year, which kind of breaks my heart, but
1: It breaks my heart as well. Um you know it wasn't so long ago they were at the heady heights of Pastor Maldonado's victory in Spain yeah when was that yeah. it Was 20, 2012 May I want to say mm, sounds about yeah, right yeah that
2: feels about right
1: yeah It feels
2: uh, like a long time ago now doesn't it it
1: does I mean yeah. nearly it's nearly a decade ago <laughs> halfway it's, it's more than halfway <laughs> yeah. to a decade ago
2: god that makes me feel old um, <laughs> yeah. alright Mark's out of temple, Williams <laughs> One,
3: yeah honestly (laughs) i I, I can't i don't think you can give them anything It's, it's no it feels really bad to say it but i genuinely can't think of anything that as a team they've done that well and to be honest i think the couple of points finishes that they got maybe looked into is the wrong word but it was just kind of being in the right place at the right time yeah, I guess. And like a powerful engine like um, the Mercedes on a sh- track like the Baku track or the Monza track where yeah. there's a lot of straight line speed needed and it was kind of chancing into it. So yeah, there's not a huge... M- like to take the best, well, arguably the best power unit on the grid and come bottom of the standings is... <laughs> yeah.
2: pretty damning.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, the results show you that where their problems are the problems are obviously in the aero department because at mm-hmm. tracks that are very very low downforce that sort of level the pack out somewhat, they've done yeah. relatively okay in comparison to the rest of this, their season. But obviously the high downforce tracks, you know, you look at Hungary, uh, mm-hmm. Brazil, they're just nowhere. So yeah, no um, work to do at Williams. I want to give them one point as well. <laughs> I
2: think I think it has to be. Uh, and how about the two S's, Sorokin and Stroll?
3: Um, um, I don't think either of them have had too bad of a year considering the car. It's just difficult to judge them in general because the car's been so bad. And I think Sorokin's a little bit hard done by because now he's gone. And yes. Stroll's got an opportunity in the racing point as that appears to be the name that they're staying with. Um, And it's an opportunity to prove that it was the car holding him back. And, you know, because to be fair to him, in lower formula, he's he's been decent, you know, like Formula Mm. 3 and stuff like that. So it's really hard to judge those two. Like, they've not really outperformed the car, I don't think, but we don't know for definite. Mm.
1: My, my, question, exactly, yeah. my question to you two is, do you think Lance Stroll would have a drive this season if Daddy hadn't bought himself a Formula 1
2: team? Um, Probably yes, in you know, a Williams.
3: Yeah, I'm going to say if he did, it wouldn't be a racing point for Cindy or whatever they'll be known as going forward.
2: Mm. Yeah, which all that said, I feel like I'm just hovering around like a five because they're just kind of... They're, they're there... They're doing a job. It's really hard to tell otherwise.
1: Yeah, so much of it rests with the team, doesn't it? You can't really. Yeah. Well, these out of ten we're doing, right?
2: Yeah, let's do marks points out of
1: ten. Points out of ten. So, I'd, I think five's a bit generous for both of them. I'd fi- I'd be more inclined to, you know, when you look at these results, you, there's only so much you can blame on the car. I think as well.
2: There is. Because you've got to
1: be in the right place at the right time to take advantage. You know, we've had races where only 15 cars have finished this season, less than that at 1 or 2. And and usually they're the back 2 of those. Usually they're the 2, yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) you know... I I, I'm more towards a three for the pair of them. I think they probably equal scores, or if anything, I'd probably give Sergey a slightly higher score. So maybe I think
2: Sergey gets slightly higher as well. Do
1: you think so? Even though Stroll's the one that's finished above somebody
3: else other than his teammate.
2: I the thing is, if you take away that um, eighth he picked up in Baku, um, he'd actually still be ahead. Okay, that doesn't work. Even so, (laughs) actually, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. No, no, I'm, I'm wrong. He would. I, I still think what, what are you talking what are you, about
0: you've completely
2: lost basically hardly
3: sandwiched in between them in the standings yeah, so just I, confusing I'm us. saying is it fair to rank them Stroll and Sirokin the same if Stroll has actually managed to outperform somebody outside the team I in, just, in what is arguably a, a one out of 10 rated car he's outperformed somebody that yeah. is in a much better car
2: I feel like Sirokkin's had a lot of decent drives that haven't yielded points
1: Yeah that's fair. Well, I was, I'm leaning towards that. Sirokin's had one more retirement than Stroll. So what, what are we landing on?
2: Three for Stroll, four for Sirokin.
1: I'm happy with that. I can go with that. Tom, what do you think? I will, ex- I will, I will accept. Okay. I, I
2: just want Sirokin to have a little bit more. Um, but we'll move on to Toro Rosso, who have had a very up and down season. I think the ups mostly at the start of the season, the downs mostly towards the end. But um. Wasn't enough to beat uh, Sauber, who finished quite a chunk of points ahead of them in the end. Mm. Yep. Obviously, Highlight was the fourth place in um, Bahrain, right at the top of the season. Um, The vast majority of their points, in fact, all of their points were from Gasly, weren't they? Yes, they were. That can't can't be right. All all but four. Yes,
1: Highlight had two points finishes. A couple of tenths and a ninth. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes. So you got four points. Yeah. We need to be careful when we're looking at these graphs. <laughs> They're not very clear, are they? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um. Yeah, Toros are a weird
2: one. I mean, obviously, this is the first season with the Honda engines, which has. Uh, they've had their fair share of retirements. Um, it's a fair few across the season, isn't it? They had uh nine Tarasso. ten retirements yeah 10 retirements between them yeah yeah the bulk of which I feel like came from Honda issues
3: yeah uh, f- fairly evenly split though at five a piece I believe
2: yeah so which probably again leans towards it being a an engine problem rather than a driver problem yeah hmm. they're a tricky one i I think after the last couple of seasons to have had I think I was expecting more out of them this year um.
3: So yeah, it looked really of, good aerodynamically as well at one point, didn't it? The car,
2: yeah, really good. It's, it's they don't, yeah, they don't design a bad car, but they, I think that I think their biggest weakness is that they don't have the resources to develop throughout the season. They always sort of start strong and drop off.
3: Yeah, I th- um, think that combined with um, basically almost beta testing the Honda engine for the. Big Brother team yeah. is yeah not going to help
1: them. They've had an awful lot of grid penalties this season. That's yes. that's that put them very much out of place. Going through every that you know they're always yeah they're always experimenting with new parts as you say, Tom. They're always sort of doing bits of. It, it felt like Hartley had a heck of a lot of uh, um, grid penalties as well. It felt like every other race he yeah. was just starting at the back, even though he'd not qualified. Horrible terribly. time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was, yeah, fair enough. He was out in Q one in many of the sessions, but still, even when he got through, he he would be then slapped with a penalty anyway. Um, I, and another thing I feel like is one of their drivers took quite a long time to adjust to being in a Formula One car. It wasn't until probably the the end of the season that he started to really put the performances in.
2: Yeah, which doesn't
1: help. Which, which by by that I mean Hartley. Um, if you look yeah. at his sort of final four races, has actually come quite a long. You know, there's a there's a very clear progression from the start to the end of the season. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's, he's he's lost his drive to Albon now, hasn't he? But yeah, um, it would for me. It would if... have been nice to see Hartley have a bit more of a chance to to get his teeth into this formula.
2: Yeah, I actually think if he got another season, he'd do a much much better job. But mm. as you say, it took him the best part of the season to really seem to get his iron.
1: Yeah. And to be, to be fair, when you're in Formula 1, you can't be taking that long to get your eye in. Yeah, nope, you really
2: can't. It's
3: quite cutthroat, isn't it? In, yeah. in those regards, like especially a team that's Red Bull affiliated, you, um, you're lucky if you yeah. get a season sometimes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah seriously. <laughs>
1: um, if... Um, if- I would have liked to have seen more results. I I also would have liked to have seen more better results from them, especially given the start they had, you know, start of the season. Yeah, same. Bahrain, that fourth in Bahrain, to then, you know, go 18th and 20th in China. Yeah. Um, Just an absolute yo-yo of a result. (laughs) So if I had to put a number on them, are are we ready for a number? Yeah. Yeah. If I had to put a number on them, I would say I'd probably score them at about four. That's exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, I-, I was thinking four.
2: Perfect then. Nope. It's even the thing is even like taking into account their lack of budget and resources, where they finish the season is still a little bit lower than you would have expected or hoped them to be. So four feels a bit right for that. Yeah. Um, as the drivers, I mean, Gasly is like. He's off to the big time now. He's he's the man taking Ricardo's seat. Um,
3: I think the gulf between his and Hartler's results, to be honest, shows how well he's done. Um, I think so too. Yeah,
2: I I think it took him a little bit of time. Obviously, his fourth place aside, I think it took him a bit of time to kind of get his eye in as well. Um, Obviously, he had a couple of races last season as a sort of starting point, which I think helps him a lot. Actually, the fact that he could have a few races at the back end of last season to kind of use those as almost like non races to get his eye in and make a few mistakes then so he could hit the ground running in his first yeah, full season.
3: It, to be fair, those those first few races were a little yo-yo. You'd got the high yeah. like Stu already pointed out, you'd sort of got the highs of a fourth in Bahrain to an eighteenth in China to then sort of yo-yoing in and out of the points a little bit, and then kind of consistently at least being on the cusp of the points for the rest of the season. Whereas, you know, if he wasn't in the points, he was at least coming home sort of 11th, 12th, with really solid drives and really on the edge of the points, kind of getting the best out of the car. And I think that's where the significant difference between him him and Hartley really came this season, probably, that he kind of got on top of it a lot quicker, like four or five races in, he was... He was kind of on point and at least sniffing around the points majority of the time. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. hovering
2: around what a six, seven-ish for Gasly. Yeah, he's definitely got room six. to improve.
1: I think that is a solid six because he's. I can go with a six. He, I feel like I feel like Gasly hasn't, although he started strong, he's sort of gone in the opposite direction to Hartley. He kind of started strong and then towards the end of the season, he's had a his results have got less slightly less consistent He had a few
2: middling races didn't he? yeah
1: yeah um but um, i don't know how much of that is down to car development or how much of that is thing but it feels like Hartley was much much closer to him towards the end of the season even beating him at a couple of races so you know six feels about right for me okay i can i can i can live with six tom Mm, yes (laughs) (laughs) i want i I wanted to be
3: really pedantic and say 6.5 but Oh, oh God, no! Don't start. Throwing. We've already got point, a ten point, point scale fives around.
1: Goodness! Don't
2: make it twenty. <laughs> um, and as for Hartley, probably in Sorokin territory.
3: Yeah, he's not really done anything to outperform the car for me. Um, he's done what the car seems capable
1: yeah. of.
2: I think. Yeah, he <laughs>
1: well. I think that's a very fair analysis. He's been well within the limits of the car, hasn't he?
2: Yes, but nothing spectacular beyond that. Yeah.
1: yeah is he, is he better than Sorokin, is the question now? I'd say no, personally.
3: If it, for example, I, if I was lucky enough to be a team principal and I had the choice between those two drivers, I and that was my choice, I think I'd take Sorokin. Yeah, me too. Over the two. I'm not saying he's, he's hugely better, but I think yeah. out of the two, if I was given the choice, now, Sorokin I'm just going to. take.
1: I'm just going to really caveat that comment with the fact that <laughs> Hartley has won... Multiple world championships in other formula. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. he's so a he's very got, very good driver. There's he's no doubt the in that. Just not necessarily used to this car. So definitely we're, if we're, right, on this season a And we're very much talking about this season alone, aren't we?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think the difference for me personally when I
3: make that decision is more that a lot. I I, I feel Hartley is a sports car driver, and that is what he's extremely extremely good at. Yeah. He's, he's a Le Mans winner. Like he's yeah. you know he he will easily slip straight back into any world endurance team or any, any kind of racing like that that wants him um, Yeah, and some, some people potentially just don't suit the open wheel formula and whether it's just the, the way the car works or whatever and I hate to say it in a way because I wanted to see him do well but I think Hartley might be one of those
1: people where sports car racing is more his thing and that's where yeah. he'll excel I'd agree with that I'd agree with that Um, I can't say that Sarutkin's better than him and I can't say that he's better than Sarutkin so for me it'd be a 4 again yeah agree with that that works for me cool it's in it's locked in locked in Sauber next thoughts on Sauber Sauber I think have had a fantastic season
3: yeah overall overall it just feels like it's been mainly one side of the garage um,
2: yeah majority of the time oh be careful Tommy Tom Tom (laughs) I I would say they've had a fantastic season for Sauber. Yeah. I mean, it, it, let's not forget they still finished lower in the points than half of Force <laughs> India's season and McLaren. Yeah. Mm. So that it's it's easy to get a little bit carried away with how good Sauber done. They have had some incredible races, but they've also had some very very poor races. Um, if we're taking like the results versus your resources measure though they've definitely outperformed where you'd expect them to be
1: yeah yeah i i think obviously obviously a lot of it's down to the driver and when you look at the results you can see yeah that they've got one driver has scored a large amount of points the question i guess is is that driver outperforming that car and if he isn't why isn't the other driver anywhere near him you know, when you look at the number of points they've got hmm. on the board, there's not an awful lot of retirements compared to some of the other teams. Um, they sh- that's a team that should have, I think, a lot more points. And you know, I, I don't like hating on Ericsson, but when you compare him to his teammate, he should have scored more points this season. When you when you look yeah. at how many are on the table, you know, Leclerc has scored thirty nine points this season for for Sauber, and Ericsson has scored a Paltry nine points. That's not enough. That's simply no. not enough. That's that again. That is a driver driving within, well within the limits of the car.
3: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say Marcus Erickson's has done a bad job this season. Um, no, but you, you always have the immediate yardstick, which is the guy on the other side of the garage to you, um, and unfortunately, he's kind of got. The most of that car, and probably some more. Um, and yeah. if it, not, the, obviously, it's nowhere near the direct comparison. But it feels like the same sort of comparison people make when you try and compare Stoffel's results to Fernando's. And I think, although it's not, you know, it's not the same thing. It's possibly a similar situation where you've just got somebody in the other seat that can really extract the maximum out of what they're given. Yeah. Um, yeah, and but I just I still find it very odd that you know Marcus Ericsson had this very middle in season, but then sort of around Russia Japan time where his sort of future was in the balance, the, and then it was sort of confirmed he was going to be off and stuff like that. He then suddenly started pulling out really good drives. Mm. It's like what mm. I don't understand is why he wasn't doing that before and. Whether it is just the pressure's off and he didn't feel as much pr- pressure to perform and it led to him getting better results as a consequence of that pressure not being there. I don't know. Because it can't be easy having someone like Leclerc next to you as a teammate, can it, really?
1: Yeah, I think that I think you could be right. Honestly,
2: I think you could apply that same logic to him, Van Dorn, uh, Hartley and Sorokin. They all had really strong last few races of the season yeah. after they knew that they were their last races in Formula yeah. 1. Um. yeah honestly I would probably say this has been one of Ericsson's better seasons in F1 yeah. but as you say he just the yardstick he's up against is so far and ahead of I mean he's probably he's probably only Van Dorn and Bottas who've had a harder job of beating
1: their teammate this season I
2: would say mm. it's
1: it's yeah. journeyman versus superstar in that team that's the trouble isn't it like yeah you've, totally you've got a, a guy who's been around for maybe one or two years too many already um <laughs> And you've got a kid coming through who's just absolutely on fire every race from start to finish, especially towards the end of the season. You know, you've got a whole bunch of seven pla- seventh places right at the end of the season there in a car that at the start of the season, you know, he was looking at like 13th, 19th, 18th in the first half yeah. of the season. Um how much is that down to the team and how much is that down to the driver? I don't know, you know, I don't imagine Sauber pumping that much cash into that car this season, especially towards no, the No, definitely not. Uh, yeah, it's... I, I, I Erics- feel like the team should have had more... Dra- my, my own feeling is that the team should have had more points and that if they they would have had that if they'd had someone other than Ericsson. I think there was yeah. many, there's a lot more points in that car. I think they could have been right up there in like... Fifth or sixth, if um, maybe not fifth, but definitely sixth or seventh. That that car is better than eighth. It feels like to me.
2: Yeah, let's maybe do the way around then. Let's start with the drivers. Ericsson, I feel like I'm landing around a four or a five for him.
3: Yeah, it comes back to that sort of Hartley thing of not really, not really doing anything more than what the car is on average capable of.
2: Yeah. yeah, I would say other than qualifying in Brazil, he didn't do anything else exceptional this season. Qualifying mm-hmm. in Brazil was probably his best day in Formula One. Like he was incredible that day. Yeah,
1: where did he qualify? In Brazil? otherwise, sixth, I think it was. Yeah. it
2: was maybe seventh, the worst. Um, I think he was best of the rest, which is well, damn impressive.
1: Uh, well, there you go. That, that, that I think that proves my point. Like when yeah. when he when when the driver in the car does what the what the car can do then that's where that car is yeah, yeah. he just hasn't often enough done what the car can do i don't think he's you know do, do we really think Ericsson's better than sorokin or hartley i don't think so i think he's a 3
0: mm.
1: I know i know I we've had a bit Rocky of i Ericsson. know we've had a bit of grief for giving him grief but <laughs> it's <laughs> you know
0: i
3: don't know like i, 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 do, I don't think he's that bad I don't think it's that bad. And like we've said, you know, for him, it's a, I, I think it's actually his best season, is it not? Or at least tied with his best season from earlier. I think so,
2: yeah. Earlier. I feel like um, we've given him twos and threes before, so I kind of want to give him a four this time just I, to reflect that
3: per- it's
1: probably his pr- better progress, season. Progress, progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but
3: personally, I'd agree with
1: Chris on this one. All right. Well, it's a democracy, so let's go four. <laughs> four.
2: Um, how about Leclerc? Because obviously he's like the young superstar this season um, he had a rough start his first three races were fairly poor and then he suddenly pulled off a sixth place in Azerbaijan and didn't really look back um, other than Germany had a shocking weekend Yeah, uh, Monaco he, Monaco, he didn't antique. have a great time either he's never gone well in Monaco though even in the lower formula I don't yeah. think which is yeah. it's a shame
1: because um, f- FOM did a yeah. whole like weekend with him and wanted to run <laughs> yeah. the yeah. place because he's, he's obviously Monegasque yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, what do you reckon, though? Like, how how high do you rate him?
1: Well, I think it, you know he's definitely higher than a four. <laughs> he's definitely um, higher than a four. We'll give him that. He's, he's higher than a four. He's higher than a five. I think I'm tempted to. I'm rounded like a sort of seven to an eight mark. I'd go. I'd maybe even go as far as an eight because he's regularly put that car in places where it had no business. Yeah, be. absolutely.
2: Um, I mean, I think I agree. I mean, Gasly's like the other young superstar coming through, and I think he's had a better season than Gasly has. Yeah. So we're looking at least a seven. I would maybe even go as far as an eight for him.
3: I My initial ballpark sort of figure for him was probably going to be a seven. um, But I think maybe looking back at the way that he did, he did sort of change what he needed to change so quickly. Like he, he mm. came out after those first two or, two or three races and said, I'm just overdriving it and I, I understand what I'm doing wrong and I aim to make changes to, to make sure I'm getting the most out of the car. And then yeah. it was suddenly consistently putting it in the points. And that's that's a really old head on young shoulders for one yeah. of an overused phrase. Yeah. But no, you're it, right. it, it really is um, because... A lot of drivers will just say, nah, pff, it, you know, it, too much oversteer, can't, can't deal with it, can't deal with it. Whereas he questioned his own driving style and said, right, what I was doing in lower formula doesn't work here. I need to adjust. And he did that and then got consistent results. So having originally yeah. think been thinking seven, I think based on that, I've converted
1: my own. <laughs> Rate to agree with you to have, I of an eight. Say, you, you've pulled my rating up. I am about to give him a nine. Now <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm happy with an eight. Yeah, yeah. I think he deserves an eight. eight. Yeah, definitely. So that's... he's shown
2: he's shown a lot of maturity a lot faster than most other drivers ever do. He's, he's probably shown more maturity than a lot of drivers have been in the sport for a couple of seasons at this point.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> we'll get to that guy later. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah um, <laughs> so Sauber as a whole. Um, I feel like I'm landing right down the middle on a sort of yeah, five. For them. Five is uh, well, where I was thinking.
1: I'd, I'd want more than a five, based, based on my based on my previous sort of comments about, you know, one driver being, maybe, you know, not extracting the maximum out of the car, and the other driver going beyond the maximum of the car. You'd probably land somewhere in between an eight and a four, maybe a six, like halfway. A six I,
2: splits them straight down the middle. So I yeah, the, log- the
3: logic of that is acceptable. <laughs> Six, it is. 6 it is. excellent. 6 it is.
2: Um Force India, for the purpose of this we will be dealing with them as a single team, not as these technically two teams they competed yeah. as in two okay. halves of a season. Um just uh, Force India.
1: Really quickly, what was the total score the combined Force India score?
2: The combined score would have been 111. Mm-hmm. 11. Which would have put them fifth ahead of Haas.
1: Yeah. And their actual finishing position was seventh, right?
2: Seventh, yes. Okay. Um, two teams
3: above them that they would have beaten are uh, Haas and McLaren.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But not quite enough to beat Renault, that's, uh, who that's they have still... beaten for the previous few seasons, haven't they? Yeah,
1: yeah they have. At least so, two. Progress from Renault. Um and that's a that's a still to drop two places in a championship like that that's a big old financial hit for a team like Force India it is yeah I mean obviously
2: they've had a lot of difficulties this season and to still be where they are given all of that is impressive in itself but I, I, again, given where they've been the last couple of seasons, you'd probably expect a bit more of them.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, so.
1: Yeah, maybe. You've got that resurgent Renault team that has sort of been snapping at their heels for quite a long time, haven't you? And they're finally yeah. sort of going places Renault now, it looks like, towards the end of the season. Um, So there's that to consider, I think, when you think about Force India and the, and the gap between those two teams in terms of financial uh, capability.
2: Yeah, there is that. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Force India, they're they're a weird one. It's hard
3: because I think that you know part of their progress as a team has been stunted by the financial issues that they had this season. Yeah, like there's no way that they'll have been able to keep up with the development rates with the situation that they were in. So I think to be, if you take the combined points and then that into consideration. To only be what it was, t- it'll be ten or eleven points behind Renault, who 11 are the works yeah. team. I think that that's True. still fairly impressive, and I think had they not yeah. had the issues, they'd have probably been able to take the fight a lot closer with Renault, and maybe, yeah. maybe even leapfrog them. But it's it's difficult because mm. it's. It is are we rating the, the financial management of the team or just the, the performance <laughs> you know the performance of the car and the driver is yeah, yeah. at what point do you draw the line? Because yeah.
1: in terms of the financial management you give them a one. <laughs> so you know yeah. it's <laughs> I think you know when you when you look at the when you look at the table, um there's a you can see a point around Hungary where they go from seventh to eighth and it looks like all their all their nearest competitors would have brought big updates to Hungary, and t- teams do don't they, that's like the middle yeah. middle season point point. Um, mm. If they and if they don't bring them there they bring them to Belgium um, Hungary, there was a German Grand Prix Force India finished 7th and 8th then there was a big step from a bunch of other teams, they finished 13th and 14th Now Force India had a massive update, all scheduled for their car, but they'd not had the money to build the components yeah. So while all the other teams were putting fresh components on their cars, Force India was staying still and it shows there in that result to go from 7th to 13th and 8th to 14th. Um mm-hmm. and then in Belgium go right back up the table to 5th and 6th. It's just an interesting it's an interesting illustration of like the how far you do drop back if you suddenly stop developing in that really yeah. tight mid, midfield pack. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out. It's just a... a
3: no, yeah, it, it, is, it is a very good point. And like you say, you know, when you're looking at those results to see that sort of consistent streak of points finishes, then this sudden drop, and then to pick up a couple of points finishes for double points finishes at that for the new team in the in the first couple of races that come after, it, it does show that, you know, exactly what you're saying, that... To take the yeah. foot off the gas from a development point of view for just a race, yeah, can be huge. Like imagine if they'd have finished that race sort of seventh and eighth again, sixth and seventh, that potentially is enough of a point swing to take them above McLaren. Yes, and with certainly. McLaren's results of that race, because um, McLaren picked up an eighth that weekend where Force India didn't score, so swing those results and suddenly they're above McLaren. So it just shows how crucial been able to develop throughout
2: the season is really, and how much that's affected them yeah you've both kind of swung my opinion now
1: that that kind of i think that should be considered in the management of the team as a whole though because all these things all, all you know all these things factor together and produce the end result which is your position in the standings and if if you if your management puts your team in a position where they can't develop the car or the management Ne- doesn't necessarily have, isn't equipped to 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 give the the car the development that it needs. Then this is what happens. You know, you get you yeah. get docked half your points, and you end up in seventh instead of in fifth. Yeah. So I, I struggle to score them as a whole because I guess it's two different teams, isn't it, over the season? In a way, yeah. Uh, well, in a lot of ways, I'm tempted to give them two scores. I'm tempted to give. <laughs> First half of the season, Force India, uh, given that they got a podium in Baku with Perez, I'd give them maybe a six. And then, actually, for the second half of the season, they've just been fairly solid as well. So, I'd probably give them a six there. So, actually, let's combine that into yeah, <laughs> make it just a six for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Six, six or seven feels right for me.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd hover around that because um, as well, like, you know, the, the team that's been working on the cars more or less stayed the same, if, if not stayed exactly the same. So, yeah, it's the same people. And the, to be fair, all credit to those people to, to put in the effort that they did yeah. under the circumstances they were. I think that's, you know, worthy of some credit. But I think as an overall performance, the six feels probably about right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, i'm gonna i I like force india they're one of my like favorite teams i don't i don't particularly like the names of teams that have got a nation's name in their team name Mm. do you know what i mean like the name of a country in their team it feels a bit little bit overly patriotic to me so next season when they're going to be called racing point i'll feel much more comfortable (laughs) (laughs) like and it's not like it's you know it's not like a, a, a race thing or anything like that it's just a I know what you mean. It's just yeah, a bit of a, a weird way of naming it. A, a, yeah, when, every other team, when no other team's got the name of a nation in it and only one has, it just seems... It's like a strange. bit A1GP, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, okay, so I think we landed on six for yes. them. As for the drivers, um, Perez, he came second in Formula 1.5, um, just behind Hulkenberg this season. Um, scored fairly consistently throughout the season. Uh, Ocon not quite as consistent he finished uh, 20 points behind actually Um, I think before the season you'd have probably gone with Ocon to outscore Perez Um, but Mm. I think Ocon's been unlucky with a few retirements Um, he's no longer Mr. Ocon's consistency (laughs) Uh, I think Perez has been really good this year actually he's kind of he's gone under the radar a little bit I think he's not got a ton of attention but he's been really solid second in
1: Formula 1.5
2: yeah, that's no yeah. mean no mean feat. That midfield is super competitive. It's so tight, yeah. Um I think I'm looking at like a 7 for Paris. I was going to suggest similar because I think to
3: to come out where he has in the overall standings obviously dealing with the turmoil of the team and stuff like that. Um it's th- quite easily beating his teammate uh, with a 20 point yeah. gap. It's quite significant really. When you think about the fact that he's only scored sixty-two points, if his team, you know, yeah. his teammates, two-thirds of the way behind him, so it's quite a significant gap, really,
1: when you look at proportionally. So I'd be happy yeah. with a seven for Perez. Not only that, he is the only driver outside of the top six to to uh, go on the podium. Very true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So based on that, I want to give him more than a six because that is not an easy thing to do. You know, he beat Vettel. At oh Azerbaijan. definitely, he beat Bottas yeah. at Azerbaijan as well. I mean, fair enough. Vettel cost himself that position, and Bottas had a puncture, hmm. but he was in the right place you at the right time where there, none yeah. of the other drivers were. So yeah, yeah. let's upgrade him then. Why not?
2: Set. I reckon seven for Paris. Phil's seven. Right?
1: I can I, seven. Uh, yeah, I can go with a seven.
2: Um, lock that. In. I can't. If anything's been a bit disappointing this year, I think. I expected more from Ocon, if I'm honest. He's He had a fair few retirements.
1: He
3: did. You know what I think is really weird with Ocon is the fact that I thought he'd had a fairly decent season, but then I sort of think about his results in comparison to Perez and looking at Perez. And I think it's just that we saw more of Ocon. Like, almost. I think he was yeah. in more scraps, more, popular. more battles, and... I think we saw a little more on-track action from him, which is all fine, but his teammate was quite consistently outperforming him. So I think that maybe it's just being in the limelight does, for me at least, it's kind of dulled what was a better season for Perez. So Ocon, a fair number of points finishes, in fairness to him, just not as good as his teammates. So probably a six for me.
2: It, yeah, he it, it did qualify third in Belgium yeah. um, and for a split second was in the lead going down to uh, uh, the end of the Kennel Um I think a six feels all right, though. I think Perez deserves a higher score, so I think a six for Ocon sounds right for
1: me. I feel like Ocon, in the final race of the season, um, he had a retirement from ninth place, was it? It was in the points. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. Just, just ahead of his teammate who finished 10th. It would have been eleventh actually at the time, um, so it still wouldn't have been enough to really close that gap on, on uh, in the standings. He had one, two, three, four, five retirements and one disqualification. Um, what was this qualification for?
2: Oh, it was the uh, fuel load thing, wasn't it? In USA, yeah. yeah. Oh, him and
1: Magnuson were similar things, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it really messed up our champions. Uh, our what's it? Yep. it? Our predictions. Yeah. League, predictions now. league yeah uh, what have you two I've missed what you gave him what did you give him we both Sixes. went six
2: we think six. Perez probably deserves a bit more this season so we both gone six
1: okay yeah I can I can live with a six let's do that let's, I can
2: live with that six is cool next this is gonna be a fun one McLaren um, <sighs> McLaren in their first season with Renault uh, it put, put a Renault engine in their car that like they said had the hmm. best chassis on the grid Getting rid of that pesky Honda engine took them to a heady sixth place in the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said, helped by the fact that Force India got cut in half partway through the season. I mean, it's it's pretty miserable, isn't it? I think, honestly, the fact that they managed to get sixth is flattering them a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
3: I think after what seemed like a very promising start, um, yes. we had sort of consistent Point finishes up until the European leg of the season, so the first few flyaways, and there were consistent point finishes. The highs of the fifth in Australia, Alonso's now infamous words of "This is will be the worst race we have this season." <laughs> yeah, right, <Ryan laughs> Fernando. Um, but yeah, that so from that start to be where they ended up by the end. Um, Yeah, it says a lot, doesn't it? I think. Um, Yeah, did beat the the Honda engine car, but still not doing anywhere near as well as McLaren should be doing,
1: given their heritage.
2: Yeah, based on that, I think I want to give them lower than Toro Rosso.
1: Okay, so let's whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't be hasty. Let's. So (laughs) last season they finished ninth. Okay. Yep. Ninth, Mm -hmm. second to last, and this season they've. They've managed sixth. They're that you know, regardless of of all the all the chat about you know the, the Renault engine is better, um, this that and the other than the Honda. I mean, the proof is kind of in the pudding. There, they've gone up, you know, three places in the championship. They've had the same two drivers that they had the season before.
0: Th- the,
3: there the has only, been progress. The yeah. only thing is, for me, they did have a sixth place finish with the Honda engine at one point. So it's not like they've done any better than they had with the Honda. I know, yes, compared to last season, there's a significant jump. Don't get me wrong, I agree with you there. But they've not done any better than what they were doing with the Honda engine overall in terms of the average. Uh, So it's, I don't know, it's tough.
1: Uh, I I can't agree with that. They have done better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they they have. I think what... What I'd say is they haven't done as well as everyone expected them to do. Or as as well as they made out they would do mm. with yeah. the Renault. And they've been popping they've been popping Renault engines all season in Stoffel's car, you know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight retirements. Obviously not all <sighs> not all rough. of those not all of those would have been engine. But um that's, that's a
2: number were though for sure. Yeah.
1: Um and through you know, through testing, let's let's not forget like this this is a brand new engine to that team. They've you know it's a totally new package going into the car. I remember in testing they had to put holes in the top of the car yep. to and into the first few races they had to put holes in the top of the car to keep the thing cool. So they didn't quite know what they were dealing with at the start of the season, and yet they still managed to score a decent haul of points up to Spain. And then that's when it all sort of started to come undone. You had a few retirements, yeah. um, a few poor finishes for Alonso as well. And then you know, mid-season, they're sort of, Alonso's there or thereabouts. Van Dorn's still getting retirements and finishing just outside the points on occasion. Um, but and then the, they
2: still have less than half the points of the Renault works team, though.
1: That's true. Uh, I feel like they haven't been developing this car. I feel like they've given up on the car quite early on in the season when they <laughs> realized, would. yeah, when they realized they've got a. Bit of a box,
3: <laughs> yeah. It's it, it comes back to, I guess, how much of it is similar to the to the Sauber thing of yeah, um, and that
1: that was my next point. You yeah. know, you've got a journeyman and a superstar in the car again. So, and when you look at that table again, there is a big gap between those two drivers a lot of the yeah. time. So, if you know, if they had a Leclerc alongside an Alonso in there, they're probably finishing at least ahead of Haas, maybe even ahead of the Renault. I think that so, car, I think that car is better than what a lot of people have been making out this season. So so where we, the question from me then to you would
3: be was Stoffel underperforming or was Stoffel doing what the car was capable of and Alonso was massively out like where where would you put Stoffel I think Stoffel's the key here where would you put Stoffel was he underperforming yeah. or so, performing as well as the car could?
1: I think he I think he was performing into in relation to the car if you look at Ericsson and the Sauber I think he's he's driven better than Ericsson this season. He he's he's done he's closer to the limit of what that car's capable of I want to say. Yeah, whereas, I agree with that. Whereas Alonso is just, you know, he's so good he, he's above and beyond what that car's capable of. He, he, you know, he let's not dance around it he is like up there with Hamilton and Vettel isn't he oh yeah he's for sure level of no driver. argument for me cause... yeah so so he's we can agree he's gone well above and beyond what, what that car's capable of and put him in any car and he's gonna score a decent hole of points even if he's in even, I reckon even in the Williams he'd have scored more points than what either, either of those two drivers oh would. for sure Let's so, let's maybe go
2: drivers first again then.
1: Um, yeah, I think we should. I think we should do drivers first for this one. I, 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 but I, I warn you now, I, I, that McLaren I feel is is worth more than more than five points. Interesting. Um, all right, let's let's start with Van
2: Dorn. Um,
3: uh, Personally, I'd be very case. tempted to be <laughs> straight down the middle of the road and and give him something that's like that's kind of where I am because. I'd agree with the assessment that he's had a better season with better performances than Ericsson, who we've given a 4 2. Been better than obviously Hartley and Co. that we've given 4s to. Has he been as good as the likes of Ocon and Gasly that we've given 6s to? Not for me. Probably. So not. I'd stick him at yeah, a
2: 5. I, I'd agree
1: with that. Yeah. Boom. Lock that in. That is right in there. Alonso. And Alonso. Can we give 11s? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think quite an eleven. I don't think no, he's quite an eleven. That... He's had a, he's had some very shaky moments. He, you know, last race he cut the chicane three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. he's basically, passed Keren. Did exactly the same thing in Suzuka. Yeah, um, he's had his moments, has not he? Yeah, I think we need a new phrase for when you cut a chicane, and that's called <laughs> doing an Alonso. <laughs> he's Alonso, it. <laughs> yeah, he's Alonso. That.
2: Can I sell you on a nine? Mm.
1: I don't think he's quite an... Oh, I've just... I don't I know. just his praise. I think it'd be hypocritical to give him <laughs> anything less than a nine now because I've just put it up there with likes of... Ooh, oh, it's reputation though. You know that's what, reputation. And we're focusing on performance, aren't we, this season? That's, yeah, which is actually why I'm maybe leaning slightly more towards an eight, if anything.
3: It's, it's very difficult. I don't difficult. think it's been his best season. I'll, I'll give you this comparison and see what you think. So, Marcus Ericsson, Stoffel van Dorn, nine points to 12. Charles Leclerc to Fernando Alonso, thirty-nine points to fifty. So, if we say that those cars mm. aren't too different in a lot of aspects uh, in terms of the you know the way that they've been developed and the performance that they're capable of, that would say that Stoffel is just a little bit better than Ericsson, but Alonso is also in turn better than Leclerc, which would make sense in terms of the performance he's yeah. put in. Yeah, but it's it, yeah. I'd, I'd want to give him at least an 8 if not a little bit more to put him in
2: the absolutely frying my brain Tom
1: it's too late for <laughs> Alonso <I'm> too...
2: <laughs> Alonso even beat Ocon this season I mean that's true
1: yeah <sighs> okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna give you my I think an 8 I think an eight's a safe okay, one for Alonso let's do that that's my opinion Chris you happy with an 8?
2: yeah I think so I don't think I think Maybe last season I think he was probably a little bit better. I think last season he was a nine this season we got go for an okay, eight. That's fair. Okay. And so for McLaren. McLaren as a whole, I don't think I can give them any more than a six personally. I don't
3: think I could either. Um <sighs> it's it's diff- okay. it's difficult for me when you compare the budgets that they have available to yeah. them compared to other teams. And this, there's an argument that there's not a huge amount of sponsorship going on the car and money coming in, but that as a company it's, and a team, they still have a lot to play with, even without that. So
1: Yeah, there's plenty there's plenty of money coming into that yeah. team. Uh, oh, yes. I, I, I was going to give a seven, but <laughs> since you brought up the financial thing and you look at the gap to Force India. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do we nearly beaten by a team that went
3: bankrupt liquidated and came back or or whatever the exact (laughs) process was but they were nearly beaten by a team in that position so that would be that would
1: have been a David and Goliath for me if if Force India had just about managed to overtake (laughs) them so okay I can uh, I'm gonna yeah okay I'll say six but I'll caveat that by saying I feel like they took a lot of attention away from this car. Agreed. Quite early in the season. Yeah, I, you can yeah. see by the results that they have not really developed this car. What well, they did one big development for it when they put that weird scoop thing on it on the nose, <laughs> and after that, you didn't really see anything go on the car. And so, obviously, <laughs> all the investment. Yeah, all the investment is going to next season's car and research. Obviously, they, you know, it's a big regulation change next season. Whole new aero package. Um, whole new, basically, a new aero formula. If you. Yeah. If you're really into your regulations. Yeah. So they've seen that, they've spotted that earlier. Well, they've spotted they've been those rules have been around sort of since mid season, around the time that they stopped getting the results. So that's yeah, not basically. a coincidence that's not a coincidence, you know. They've they've put yeah. in everything to next season's car. So six, because they could have done a lot better with the money they've got. But they didn't. Bother. yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah
3: for, for me it needs to obviously show next season I think
2: yeah that needs to because a lot next season it, it's very yeah.
3: clear what Stu's saying I think to, to the to the trained eye that knows the sport well you can you can see that that it is what appears to be happening but it oh, needs to show results oh. <laughs> hmm.
2: you're welcome
1: trained eye
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is Haas uh, fifth in the championship um Five or six double points finishes, uh, would have been one more had they not thrown it all away in Australia. Um, highest finish was fourth in Australia, um, for Grosjean, I believe that was handful of fifth and sixth. Um, a really strong season for them, I think. Um, they in last the, year's the, Ferrari. the step up, well, this is the thing, isn't it? The step up from <laughs> last season to this season has been very impressive, but the fact that there are lots of very Ferrari looking parts <laughs> and it says a lot, but then again, I mean. We're not judging them on where they get their bits of car from. We're judging them on what they do with that car. And they they found a way to build a quick racing car. Yeah. Um. And I, I think what they've done this season is pretty commendable, to be honest. They've yeah. gone
1: up three places from last season again. Exactly. Just like McLaren. Yep. So they can't score any less than a six. <laughs> yeah. But it's best of the. Uh, well actually no I was going to
3: say best of the non-factory teams but it's not is it because Red Bull are up there but it's knocking on the door at least
1: (laughs) they did have they did have a double retirement in Australia do you remember that?
2: yeah yeah but we'll we'll probably get to that with one of the later awards actually Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's definitely on the list of things to talk about but yes they definitely have had some operational issues I think it's fair to say throughout the season but when you think about
3: how new of a team they are I mm. think that for a team that fresh to the sport, I think things like that are going to happen from time to time. Um,
1: That's true, but like wheels on cars, you yeah, know, it don't
3: matter. yeah. I know, that, I know that <laughs> it's you know some things are fundamentals you'd consider fundamentals, but I think for a team as fresh in the sport as they are. They're doing all right, considering what
1: happened to the last few teams yeah. that joined yeah. the sport. It, you know, Bella scored I'm, any points I'm, and then I'm disappeared. Um, so I'm with you, man. Like I feel like, obviously, I'm I'm joking when I focus on just that. You know, yeah, that one <laughs> that one incident at the start of the season. Like I'm not going to tar the, I'm not going to taint the entire season with uh, one <laughs> operational error. Well, two operational errors in one race. Um, they've had some great results, haven't they? Yeah, you know, compared to they, they managed a fourth in Austria. Um, that,
3: that fourth, fifth in Austria is probably a highlight for me for them for them in their yeah season. that was
1: yeah. really impressive yeah um yeah and I, you know what I kind of like Hass they're kind of like that plucky kind of... yeah me of, too you know they show up they they punch above their weight then they get on with it and they're a yeah. proper racing team aren't they they're, they they remind yeah. me a lot of like Williams really it? but a good they're like a good Williams what <laughs> what I really hope yeah.
3: for is them and racing point Force India, whatever the future holds for them um, to really kind of go head to head next season I think that would be a really nice interesting fight because we we kind of lost that a little bit because of mm. the way that Force India were excluded um, and then had to obviously come back in under a different uh, entry so it's yep. we kind of lost that a little bit but that fight was kind of getting quite tasty at that point um, before the issues so I'm really interested to see them go head to head and see if Haas can really stake a claim to that sort of best of the rest kind of territory. Um, Definitely, if if Renault start to pull their weight as a manufacturer, like people are expecting them to to start as they should.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um, what do you reckon then? I, I, about a seven for I'd,
3: I'd be happy with that personally. From what they've, from the way they've stepped up from last year and how fresh they still are in the sport, I'd be more than happy with a
1: seven. Yeah, I can go for a seven. Absolutely, all day long, I can go for a seven. Cool. Um, as for their drivers,
0: mm. highs
2: and lows, I would say, for their mm. drivers. Um, <laughs> Grosjean's had some very, very good drives this season, and he's also been the under-the-safety car. Yeah. <laughs> he's
1: given us some great um, memes. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. And Magnussen has, again, had some very good drives and also some of the worst, Standards of driving, I think we've seen all year, um yeah. in some of his slightly, if more than slightly, iffy defensive driving. Yeah, Suzuka um, being a
1: particular flashpoint against Leclerc. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think this might be the first one where I want to score both drivers lower than the team. Actually, do you
3: know what? That's, it's weird you say that because considering the seasons that they've had. I was really tempted to suggest that they are both sixes and that's better, exactly what I'm thinking. Better driving on both parts, like Magnussen from a probably a standards point of view, um, and Grosjean just from a, an odd set of mistakes point of view, would have probably been doing better uh, because the car was capable of a little bit more, especially in Grosjean's case. He had been so far behind Magnussen by the end of the season, and like Magnussen may yeah. have had his questionable moments, but at least he was you know bringing in the points and outscoring his teammate most races so
1: i think i think you're right i think across a season neither of those two drivers can stand up and say i got the maximum out of that car for a Mm. season no over a season so
2: early doors Magnussen was leading the best of the rest but that just fell apart sort of from mid-season onwards um and if you if you take away some of those poor results, like they could easily have been snapping in the heels of Renault for fourth yeah. place. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, where were so, they
1: yeah. in Australia when they when they were those two? I mean, they're not driver related, but <sighs> they were like I want to say quite high, yeah. They were maybe
3: they were high up. Yeah, they were, they were sniffing yeah. around the, the the
2: top end of the points. Yeah, so definitely. I mean,
1: straight away, that's the gap to Renault almost gone, basically gone. Yeah, yeah definitely.
2: Yeah, I think that's six all round for I'd them. Be
1: happy with that. I'm happy with a six for both of those. Six as
2: it is.
3: Oh, that was like the easiest team of the lot so far.
2: He was, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've mentioned them a bit already, but Renault, best of the rest in terms of constructors, um, albeit 122 points to Red Bull's 419 points. Um, Chris, I like the way two you... teams, of course, using the same engines.
1: I like the way you almost rolled your R when you said that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's no, funny because yeah, I can't yeah.
2: actually do that on demand. <laughs> maybe Renault's the only word I can do it with yeah, yeah try
1: go on try right now try
2: <laughs> I literally can't I, I cannot roll my R it's not a thing I can do mm-hmm. anyway so, anyway Renault yes what do we think about Renault Um,
1: they are a French car manufacturer <laughs> uh, they make average t- they, they make tools to get people from A to B that's me <laughs> um could do better is i think where i'm feel about right yeah i think when
3: always when you have a customer car that just so heavily outperforms you it's not yeah it's not brilliant for you as a factory team is it but um i think that there's a lot that's going on to make strides towards what's upcoming for the future and they are making progress. In fairness to them, uh, you know they have yeah, going from strength to strength since they came back in as a works team. So it's not
1: diabolical by any means, but it's you know it could be a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> <It is. laughs> that, do you think if um if you had a school report and it said that on it and you showed that to your parents, they'd be happy? Uh, he's not diabolical by <laughs> not, any means. He's not not diabolical.
3: <laughs> to be fair. A lot of my school reports probably did look like that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so last season, Renault finished uh, sixth, and this season they finished fourth. Yeah, which is, as you say, so that's it, progress. it is improvement. Um, do we do we think their fourth place is as
2: impressive as Haas's fifth place? Not given that they're a manufacturer, no. Kind of how I feel. So. Are we thinking maybe a six for Renault? Or do they deserve a seven
1: alongside Haas? No, I don't think they are alongside Haas. I think it's a six. Yeah, I think I I don't think they're any
2: better
3: than McLaren, really. I think really that Renault should have been in a little bit of a... a, almost a no-man's land. I'm not expecting them to be Mm. on par with Red Bull just because of the, the length of time Red Bull's been in the position that they're in. Um, and Renault obviously has only been Renault as a manufacturer team for the last couple of years. So it's. Yeah. I'm not expecting them to be scoring 400 points like Red Bull, but I'd have expected them to be maybe sort of 200, picking up a couple of podiums here and there, uh, like what, for example, Force India did, um, things like yeah, that. Totally. And I think that's why they've sort of underperformed from expectations point
1: of view. Yeah, completely I, agree. I, f- I feel like they—they're a team that I've had two closely matched drivers who are quite sort of high up on their game, and maybe that's what's pulled them up higher than the likes of yeah, um, McLaren and and your your uh Haas mm-hmm. you know, consistently po- scoring points, the pair of them. Yeah, um, and yeah, there's you know there's been plenty of retirements too, but. Overall, that car is the car better than the McLaren. Well, it must be. Is it yeah. better than the Haas? Yeah. On its I'm day, but I think sure. I, th-
3: I think it's more drivers with them. Like the, I think the the proof in that is more that their drivers are much closer together. That you've got t- you've got two good drivers there, um, in science and all yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I agree with you there, Stu. Wholeheartedly, that it's it's more the fact that they've got a more consistent quality pairing be- between their two drivers than what some of the other teams have had with the bigger gaps between two drivers, and I think that's what's probably yeah. helped them to to that fourth place at, by the end of the season. So six mm-hmm. is fair enough to me, I think.
1: Yeah, I think six. So. <laughs> I think definitely by that, by now as well, the money going into that team, they should be much much. I don't. I wouldn't say they necessarily should be beating Red Bull, but they should be much closer to it.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, yeah. So we're saying six. happy with a six, Chris? Yep, totally. Boom, six it is.
2: Um, as for their drivers, Hulkenberg uh, won Formula 1.5, best of the rest, uh, despite having seven retirements, which he is second only to Ricardo this season. That's. Um, That's
3: actually quite impressive, really, when you think about it. Yeah, when he did yeah, finish, really he finished well. In fact, yeah. Uh, Do you know what? I'm. Oh uh, no, sorry, that was Ricardo. Never mind. I was just looking. I was looking at the results <laughs> then and thinking, he he didn't finish outside the points when he did finish, but he did have a couple of sort of twelfths and thirteenths. But yeah, only three yeah. Times Still quite that.
1: impressive, nonetheless. Yeah. When he finished, he finished in the points, mostly. When he didn't finish, he was upside <laughs> down some of the time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. His right way up sensor broke. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: then signs finished 16 points behind him in 10th, despite only having two retirements. Um, signs another slightly disappointing one this season. I expected him to beat Horkenberg, if I'm honest.
1: It's a bit of a disappointment, I think, this season. Yeah, I think so. I expected more of him. Yeah,
2: I'd I, I like. I was looking forward to those two having a really close battle this season, and that never really materialized. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember you saying probably about twelve months ago. Actually, <laughs> <I think laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah was around but... about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hulkenberg, actually, I've been pretty impressed with. I'm probably in like the seven territory with him as well. I think
3: personally, I, I think the same. Very consistent when he's been finishing. Still, still, that elusive podium has not come his way, though. I um, yes. think if he'd managed to grab it, it'd have probably nipped him in a little bit ahead of Perez, maybe put him on an eight, yeah. but with not getting it, I'd probably put Hulkenberg seven and Saint slightly underperforming behind him on a six, maybe. Like, never got anything more than six. the yeah. car was capable of, that kind of rating that we've discussed.
1: Yeah. I don't think I'd even need to ask Chris. I'm locking those in. <laughs> I agree with do you wholeheartedly completely agree. I know Chris will there you go they're in here
2: we go then uh, right we're getting to the business end now Red Bull um, obviously third in the constructors uh, way ahead of Renault way behind Ferrari um, <laughs> did we expect more from Red Bull this season did we expect them to be closer to the title fight or is this kind of where we thought they'd be I
3: expected less retirements from them in yes, mm.
2: that's for sure.
3: Taking it to the top, sort of two. Um, I I expected them to pick up sort of more. Saying scrap seems a little harsh for a team in their position, but that's kind of what it is. Like you have to, you have to rely on Mercedes and Ferrari You're having bad days. But I think there's definitely more occasions where Red Bull should have been applying the pressure to. Mercedes and Ferrari for definite, like tracks where they're better suited.
2: Yeah, but I mean, still two wins apiece for the mm. drivers, a panful of podiums as well is... Honestly, I think four wins is probably a little bit more than I expected of them. Four wins would be like at the upper end of what I'd have predicted for them. Yeah. the This season uh, gone, I think.
3: China wasn't one where I expected them to win at all, so...
2: I don't think even they didn't tell.
3: That kind of fell into that was the a, hands Struck didn't a look, it? wasn't it, that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. places like Monaco, Mexico, I, I sort of expect that because Mexico mm-hmm. Altitude and Monaco tight Street Circuit, that's they're they're the two kind of places that they can excel. Um should have won in Brazil, which is a place I'd expect expect them to win. Yeah. Until that so I think four's about right like if if I if you said to me at the start of the season pick four races that you think Red Bull can win I'd have probably said Monaco, Austria Mexico, Brazil and that almost came about with a bit of a surprise in China so I think that's about right for them where they were
2: so if you were to express that as a number between (laughs) one and ten
3: seven what would it be? (laughs)
2: yeah that feels about right I think
3: like they've not done any they've not they are not done bad they've picked up wins but I think that maybe they could have done better overall
2: let's not forget we're talking about full time world champions here
1: yeah that's very true yeah Um. If, you, if you're putting them in the same sort of you know people expect a lot more from McLaren and so they score them quite low I yep. expect a lot more from Red Bull and so therefore I feel like I need to score them a bit lower as well so I think I think higher than McLaren, yeah. but still a seven. I think, you know... The, yeah, seven feels the, right. I read a thing today where Christian Horner reckons that, you know, classic Christian Horner reckons that if they'd have another <laughs> 50 horsepower, they'd probably been there or thereabouts. Um, but I, I think you need reliability first, Christian. Yeah, well, that would. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can have all the power in the world. If it if you can't get to the end of a the race, then you're not going to score any points. So. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah seven but another reason i want to give them a 7 is because there's obviously something about that car that doesn't like renault engines yeah it makes them go pop so yeah. well i mean we'll see next year
2: if it's renault engines or just engines in yeah do in general, we, do I we suppose, end up with
1: that, yeah. a mclaren scenario where out, they but. end up worse off but, or this something. is it like, like this is exactly it like everyone's looking at adrian newey you know and they're not taking away from any of adrian newey's achievements or anything like that but i just wonder if like the way he, he likes to tightly package a car and 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 lean towards aero very very strongly is that the best solution for this era of formula 1 where mm. you've got a lot of heat building up a lot more heat and a lot less space to v- ventilate heat than you ever have before in the past so you know the jury's out on that one but yeah red bull seven for me <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that works <laughs> Um Ricardo was a really hard one to rate this season cuz I mean he's only finished like 12 <laughs> times whatever it is but when he it has
3: he's been sort of not quite there but he's been like generally sixth. speaking he's been fourth or better though generally speaking like yeah, pretty if much. you look across the board of Ricardo's results there's quite a lot of fours there um couple of fifths couple of sixths, and then a couple of wins so it's it is a season where he's been really let down
1: by the car. Um so it's really hard to judge. I think Ricardo would have finished much higher up at the end of the season had he not had all those retirements. Oh, totally. Do we think he that... would have beaten Verstappen? I think he would have. Yeah, Quite one, possibly. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight retirements to Verstappen's three. Yeah. So so I think if, if, he, if he wouldn't beat him, he'd be a l- he- heck of a lot yeah. closer. What's what's out
3: of interest? Can anyone remember what fourth place is in terms of points?
1: Fourth is
2: 12.
3: So imagine him coming fourth in five races that he DNF'd and Max didn't. It, it, that shows how <laughs> fickle this sport can be when it comes to reliability. It really does. That, based on his consistency of where he was finishing... And where and some of the positions he's been in as well when that car's gone pop, yeah. it shows how quick that could swing the other way with some more consistency. In, in
1: from a reliability point of view. Can you remember when he when he retired in Hungary and we saw it was like basically in front of us? Was that him or was that yeah. Vista- was, Vist- was it Verstappen? Vist- no, that was oh, no, Verstappen.
2: Yeah, that was one of his few retirements. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it was I can see. Um interesting to see, to, when you're actually at a race and that happens in front of you, it's quite interesting to see if, if, with your own eyes, the, the body language for a longer period of time of the driver because obviously when yeah. you see it on TV a boy get, was it, there, a yeah. lot of body language <laughs> you get a quick glimpse of him the cameras will show you for a second and then it's obviously straight back to the racing because that's what's important but when you're there you get an opportunity to really see just how gutted they are and I can tell you he was gutted
2: yep, yep um, and then Verstappen has made a lot of very silly mistakes especially early in the season Um, but then also every time he's had a sniff of a good result he's well not every time but most times he's grabbed it with both hands and got two really good wins
1: probably should have been mm. three wins yeah, now, are we, are we going to rate these on driving alone, or are we going to, or are they it, based on they, the other well, activities through the season? Yeah, yeah. this is, this
3: is where it becomes a little difficult for me because I'd want to give Danny Rick an eight just for purely his consistency when the car's not been an issue for him um, because I think he's driven extremely well when he's had the car on his he side. Really has. Um, Max has also been extremely consistent when it comes to finishing on the podium and cleaning up behind any slow Ferrari or Mercedes afternoon and done really well in that respect. But he's had his questionable moments this season, and it's whether I, I can't decide if I should down like downrate him because of some of his attitude issues that have tarnished the season for him a well, little
2: bit. Well, I mean, China, he should be on the podium any he made a hash of overtaking Vettel and got fifth. Yeah, Azerbaijani really. probably should have on the podium. Him and Ricardo ended up yeah. crashing into each other. Yeah. Probably slightly more Verstappen's fault I think we decided at the time. Um, obviously Brazil should have been a victory. A silly mistake to throw that away. So as good as his results look you do have to take all that into account.
1: Yeah. it's, that, it's well, I was lost s- his head too many times on the track hasn't he? That's yeah the, totally. Yeah. Of all
2: that. I was going to suggest seven across the board for Red Bull and the drivers but Actually, now you've said that, Tom, I maybe would go for an eight for Ricardo and a seven for Verstappen.
1: Yeah, I'd I, be happy I, with that if you two would be. I'm totally, totally happy with that. I'm, all yeah. I all I'm doing today is agreeing with you because you oh, <laughs> I, I just put six. Um, that that might be yeah. controversial to some as well, depending on where in the world you're I definitely you're from. think so. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, we're definitely going to get complaints. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ferrari, 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 Ferrari. Doing our favourite thing, triggering Ferrari. I mean, when, when we're not triggering Ericsson fans, we're triggering <laughs> Ferrari fans.
2: I mean, let's not beat around the bush. They had the fastest car for massive chunks of the season and won neither championship. <laughs> That's how I'd sum up Ferrari's season. Yeah, um, they. I mean, they, they had some fantastic races where they against like the uh run of previous seasons made some perfect strategic decisions and yeah came away with the spoils they also made some shocking strategic decisions usually it's at the expense of controllers <laughs> yeah, yes
3: it's the the thing is when it comes to the car and what they've built and the way it's performed all season um I'd score them quite highly there because they've done an extremely good job there to be. Pretty much ahead of Mercedes for majority of the season, generally speaking, in terms of the outright car performance. um, I think one of the issues that they've had is putting all their eggs in one basket, and that basket being named Sebastian Vettel. (laughs) 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 Um, Like it it just literally putting too much on him. That Germany is is and will always be for me the prime example of Mm -hmm. a race that. Raikkonen was compromised at the the priority of Vettel. Vettel then goes out of the race for whatever reason. It doesn't matter why. That's that's redundant. But he goes out of the race, and Raikkonen is not in a position to capitalise in the better car because he's been compromised and pitted yep. on, a, on a on an oddball strategy in an attempt to cover <laughs> off somebody else, basically. <laughs> because it was there was, there was no way yeah there was no way that strategies calls like that were ever going to benefit kimi it was always yeah. about covering off somebody else in terms of a track position and things like that um and that's where ferrari's downfall's been um they've been much better than other years in terms of like chris says not make a complete shambles of every strategy call that comes their way but and the performance of the car has been there but i think things like that have cost them so it's it's really hard to judge because I feel like they should have won both championships to be honest.
2: It's how I'm, tr- I'm trying to dis- decide how harshly we want to judge them really. I mean, th- they've still won 6 races, that's no mean yeah. feat, but they probably should have won a lot more.
1: They definitely should uh, as, have won a lot more. Yeah, There's no doubt about I suppose, that. Not probably.
3: Yeah, and definitely. I suppose how much of that comes down to to Vettel's poor end to the season, I guess. I, Coupled with Hamilton's strong end to the season is how because not a huge amount of that was down to the car. I don't think they had, they had a little bit of a spell where they maybe I think it was was it Monza Singapore sort of time they put something on the car that they ultimately weren't happy with and then Russia yeah. Japan time they took it back off and then that's where what Kimi then won in America and a couple of podiums and stuff like that. Same for Seb, a couple of podiums so. There was obviously something that went a little bit wrong, but I don't think generally the car was much of an issue throughout the year. No, I'd agree with that
1: definitely. J- Japan was so the worst result, them. wasn't it?
3: Uh, yeah, other than other than people DNFing, um, I think Seb had an eighth in China, didn't he? But that was because of yeah, he did, but that was
1: a ish- weird that was race China. Of,
2: yeah, yeah, that was Verstappen's fault. So. <laughs>
1: Uh, mm, I don't
2: know. What are we thinking?
1: Well, look at it. Another thing to take into account is the number of retirements across the team all season. So um, Ferrari had one retirement for Vettel, and that was Vettel's fault. It wasn't an engine yeah. thing. It was Vettel. Um, mm-hmm. Then Raikkonen's had one, two, three, four retirements. Um, the engine won at the end of the season at Abu Dhabi. Um, he had a retirement in Belgium. I believe that was an engine issue as well. Uh, Spain...
2: I want to say Spain was some kind of instance, but I can't remember exactly what. Tom, any any ideas?
3: I know Belgium was due to damage. I'm trying to remember what the incident was.
2: Um... Oh, was it
1: into the bus stop chicane something happened? Didn't he get caught up in someone else's accident, maybe, or something like that? I oh, it remember. might have been. We're, speculating. We're just speculating. So, just speculating, <laughs> I, you, you I
3: think... I don't know if he maybe pick something up... That was the big turn one incident, wasn't it? And I don't know if he maybe picked something up or ran through something. It was collision, as a result it was collision of that. damage, and then yeah, it yeah it, you know, right. tried to run on with it and couldn't. But I just know it wasn't a mechanical. That's all I can remember yeah. about
2: it. Yeah, yeah. Spain it was the... with his turbo going, um, and then
1: the other one is uh, that's Bahrain, which was
2: um wheel. Wheel, it just says wheel. It
1: just oh, says he,
2: wheel. He, 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 um, that was the pit stop debacle, wasn't it?
1: Oh, oh, yes, yeah, and he ran over that mechanic,
2: yes. Oh,
1: that's
3: what yes. that was. Well, wow, that was this season, wasn't it? That was this wow, season, so yeah. Actually, yeah.
2: let's factor in the fact that Ferrari managed to generate a broken leg for one of their team members into a scoring Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay. So that's obviously that's you can only lose points in this game, I think. You start with ten and then the more mistakes you make. <laughs> yeah.
3: Just about um, you lose. Would would eight feel a fair score for you guys, do you think, with the fact that it's That's generous they, for me. Do you think, I think it that's is generous. because I for for me, I think <laughs> that eight they've built a very good car, a very strong car, and the, to be honest, the main thing that's let them down is
1: it's operational issues uh, of the team isn't
3: it yeah it's like it is just putting yourself 100% behind a number one driver is the downfall which it either works amazingly for you doesn't it and he wins every race with his wingman behind him or
1: yeah he doesn't I mean, be careful. And thi- this kind I'd, of things happens I'd be careful saying that because we're about to talk about mercedes
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, we'll get yeah. to them <laughs> if you attempt by an 8 i i Think
2: I want to drag you down to a seven on that?
1: Okay,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll use you.
1: I'm going to use my swing vote here to uh, to pull this down to a seven. I'm afraid, so I'm sorry, okay. mate. It's fine. Um, I, I understand I think the reasoning for you both to do that. It's the other, thing. you know, if if this was a school report and it was going home to to mum and dad at the end of the term, it would be must to do better. <laughs> he's got you know this kid, this is a kid who's got encyclopedia britannica in his brain and he's still not doing that great at school <laughs> so yeah um um now vettel
2: vettel who we have said on more than one occasion has almost entirely himself to blame yep. for not winning this championship
1: architect of his own demise
2: yes um
1: Plenty of spins, plenty of collisions, yep. plenty of uh, tantrums, plenty
2: of putting himself in a place he didn't need to be, and coming off worse.
1: Yeah. Plenty of pressure, and plenty of collapse under that yeah. pressure. Definitely.
3: I'd, I'd want to say maybe for similar reasons that we gave Verstappen a seven, putting him around that point, because although he had such a strong start to the season he made a real hash of it come the second half <laughs>
2: yeah um and i'm inclined to agree with you there because a good test is always if those drivers were in opposite seats would they've done any better or worse and i imagine verstappen in that ferrari seat would probably have done about the same as vettel honestly huh. looking at the sort of season verstappen had
1: yeah yeah
2: i could see him making the same number of mistakes and winning the same number of races honestly
1: yeah I agree. I could agree with that. I think. What? So, what number are you go? Sorry, you leaning towards a We're seven? there. Seven, said... I think a seven's probably fair. Probably. Yeah, I, I, think could... I couldn't go. I certainly couldn't go an eight. Oh no, definitely not.
2: Yeah. If I was feeling really harsh, I'd knock him down to a six. But I think a seven <laughs> seems fair. Yeah. Um, Räikkönen. Räikkönen. I honestly think this has been Räikkönen's best season, probably since he won the championship. To be honest. He's been driving really, really well. It's just that he's never been, he's rarely been allowed to be in a position to get the most out of that drive. Um,
3: yeah, he had a little bit of a, an, a good spell, a good spell, like a, yeah. a winning spell at Lotus. Um, but it yeah, was across acro- the, the end of the- a season, the beginning of another. So I guess it depends on how you yeah. look at that. But yeah, it's, it's on par with that, I guess. Like, He's done well, considering the other factor I was talking about before, of um, being left out to try uh, a lot yeah. of the time, uh, you know, and having his race compromised, really, to, to strategically hold up other people. Yeah. Um, because there's, there's no denying that that's what's happened. Um, yeah, he yeah, he, totally. he
1: should have had a lot more points at the end of this season than what he yeah. than what he had and it's because of the team that he doesn't have the points that he, had. he should have yeah. probably should have been I wouldn't say necessarily second or maybe he could have been second with the number of mistakes Vettel made and a lot of those mistakes Vettel made were made at a time when they were already using Raikkonen to benefit Vettel, and Vettel just threw it all away anyway, so that's obviously yeah. ruined Raikkonen's race then for no reason. Yeah, um, it feels. The question is, I guess. Sorry, he's do- he's done better than he did last season. He's got he's he was on mm-hmm. two hundred and five points mm-hmm. in fourth place at the end of last season. Yeah. This season, he's on two hundred and fifty-one points in third place. So, better categorically.
3: Do- the the last time he came third in the championship as well was the 2012 season, which was the the one where he ended very strongly with the win in Abu Dhabi. Um, and then he obviously started the following season strongly, that little period that I was talking about. So that shows you so, sort of the distance between when he was last that high in the championship. Yeah. As, you are know, in six years. So...
2: I guess the question is, taking strategic stuff into account, do we think he did as well as Vettel, or do we think we need to score him a
1: nudge below Vettel? I don't think we can score him below Vettel. I really do No,
2: I, I don't think you could
3: score him below Vettel. If
1: anything, I think you could score him higher than Vettel, because he's, he's kept his composure all season, and Vettel hasn't. He's been a better race driver on the whole. And I think... He has, but... Only... But enough of a better to go eight? Maybe not.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think seven across I think, the board. I think seven's
3: fair, fair and you'd, you'd sort of be splitting hairs and giving out half points if just to make him better. I think because <laughs> he's like you say, <laughs> it's not quite. It's not
1: quite an eight score. Okay, we're yeah. uh, we're unanimous then seven. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, and finally, the world champions, Mercedes. Um, not a flawless season. no No they've made more sort of strategic errors this season than we've seen in a very long time, I would say. Yeah. But when it all works, they've been mighty. And yeah. as we've alluded to, they've won both World Championships with second best car for chunks of the season.
3: Yeah, see, where, where before I was looking at Ferrari being a high score that would probably bring in down based on strategic decisions and things like that that they've made I think in terms of the the car performance, the Mercedes car is probably one where if you scored it purely on the performance of the car build it would be lower than the Ferrari and then you're probably bringing it up based on development through the season and things like that, you know, if we go from start of the season to the end the development arc of the Mercedes feels a lot stronger and yeah, they've they've done a lot more to to bring the car through to the end of the season. I think, which is where they it, win points for me.
1: And it's reliability as well. Let's not forget reliability. Yeah. oh yeah, the
3: reliability is
1: yes, yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah, only the uh, yeah the double retirement <sighs> in Austria, which must have been you know for them both to retire at the same place, they've obviously had a dodgy engine there. Because mm. the, yeah, something's gone horribly yeah, the wrong. Engine, they've had the same engine through up to that point. I think like the, they were still on the. They were sticking to the schedule, and that's when yeah there were issues. Um, um and obviously Bottas in Azerbaijan
2: was um yeah that was substantial. That it? wasn't yeah, down was, to the car it was at was all. Puncture.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they've been an, an eight, a nine, mighty. I think you you can't go lower than a nine. It's not. They're not a ten. I don't. Think they're not. They're a ten. They've made. They've made mistakes. Yeah. It's, they've not made perfect. mistakes. They've not been perfect. It's but not been a perfect there's no season doubt at about all. That.
2: Tom what do you think mate
3: no, for for me I was originally hovering around the 8 because I think ultimately they've been better than Ferrari but they've to me they've not been as good as they have been in previous years um, just from like a strategic point of view I think more than anything obviously the reliability is impressive and I think maybe that would let me go along with you guys to 9 even though I originally started at 8 because I think that is an impressive statistic really
0: yeah
1: what was the uh, race where the engineer came on the radio and apologised to Lewis for making a mistake in a strategy call? Was that Austria? That was, that was Austria, yeah. And then he retired Yeah, anyway. I've got it written down here as Austria. And then he retired yeah. anyway because of the engine. Yeah. Ah. That's interesting. So, I mean, w- when they're making errors like that, you wonder if they had to crank the engine up, if they would have had the double retirement in that race. If they'd not strategically put them in a position that they were in, you know, they would have been able to nurse yeah, the engine possibly. a bit more and, and hmm. not make it blow up. So yeah, possibly. they've lost points there. <laughs> um, it is hard to uh-huh. see on the on the results table, really anywhere else where you can mark them down. To be honest, they, they, I suppose there was that very that flagrant um, team orders call in Russia that that was yes, a bit there was that unnecessary, probably in hindsight, but hindsight's 50-50, fifty, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I, probably a nine. I'm
2: happy with a nine, yeah. I will accept. <laughs> as, um, as, much, as
3: much as I started well, at eight, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the nine, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's, do, let's do Bottas next. Yeah, we've got to do Bottas. <sighs> hmm. Disappointing, a very, sadly. A
3: very disappointing season, yeah.
2: There's, there have been... I mean, as we discussed before, he probably should have had... Three, maybe even four wins this season. He's come away with none. There were days where he was the the. I mean, there there were days when he was untouchable. Like both days in Russia, qualifying and the race, he was absolutely the fastest man out there. Um, China, other than kind of the chaos at the end, he very much should have won that. Um, Azerbaijan, exactly the same. But then there's been so many other races where he's just faded away. I think personally that
3: some of the early slips, um, whether they were his fault or not, I think the lo- sort of losing those wins that were within his grasp, bearing in mind at that point for for those races, Lewis hadn't won anything. Um, mm. So he would, he'd have sort of been looking at being ahead of his teammate at that point. I think losing that. And then seeing Lewis go on to pick up sort of two or three podiums, including wins, maybe hit his confidence a little bit. And that sort of reflected a little bit in some of his results as well and his performances. And he never really recovered. I I sort of really hoped that maybe summer break could give him a chance to just sort of unwind, come back fresh Mm -hmm. and really, you know, have a good end to the season. And in fact, it was Lewis that was absolutely smashing it out of the yeah, park, yeah. and and it—I don't know—it's—it's it's hard to be in a position like he is, but I think he could have done a lot more with it. So it's—I don't know—it ends up being like yeah. one of those sort of did okay, but did he really do as well as he could? Know, Definitely the, not. You I know, mean, the thing
1: is, like, if 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 Sebastian Vessel is the kid with Encyclopedia Britannica in his head. Valtteri Bottas has got the entire of the internet in his head and he's still <laughs> managed to not I mean, do very well with it. So
2: Yeah, given that he's in the championship winning car, he only had eight podiums this season. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hamilton was only not on the podium four or five times. Yeah. Mm. And it's it's sadly it's not good enough when you're in that position. No.
1: Like he has to do better to me he ha- I've said this uh, I don't know if i said this to you two at all but I said this to someone the other night if he isn't doing if he isn't doing better by race 5 next season Ocon is in that seat I'm telling you absolutely honestly
2: yeah. it might already be too late for him He's the fact, even seasons, if he no. does better next season
1: yeah He's the fact that Ocon's Oh, go on, sorry, go on, you. No, no, I was just saying he's done six seasons now. He's, 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 He needs to. He needs to be doing better. This chance. It's last chance saloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we've said it in an
3: episode recently. I think it might have been me that said it, but I think that Ocon getting that test and reserve drive role is kind of the writing on the wall for Bottas because totally. him him being that close to the team now shows that that's where they want to go next realistically um, yeah. and I don't think they'd do a Red Bull and or a Ferrari and drag Russell straight up into the team even if he has a very good year next year I don't think they'd just drag him straight up like what Ferrari are doing with Leclerc no. or Red Bull have done in the past with the likes of Verstappen so I think that Ferrari, oh, sorry Mercedes are a team that sort of bide the time a little bit more and Ocon will probably get a chance before Russell, Um, and if Bottas doesn't have an extremely good season next season, it will probably be 2020 that we see Ocon in that car, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: So? Translate that into a number, gentlemen.
1: (laughs) For me, it's a A five, five, man. Five. Uh,
3: I I was (laughs) thinking six personally, because he's had... (laughs) <laughs> he, he had some very good moments where he was the best man on that circuit which not many of the other drivers that we've given that sort of rating to could say but i guess the the counter to that mm. is that he's in one of the best bits of machinery on the grid so yeah.
1: okay quick quick question tom has he mm. had a better season than ricardo who we gave an 8 definitely not i'd never put him anywhere near an 8 <laughs> uh, uh, what about Verstappen? Is he better, has, he better, has he had a better season than Verstappen? Probably not. And that's a seven. No, again, I wouldn't
3: put it. So you and you said six, didn't you? Sir, so I, I, I was originally about. thinking six before you guys said five. Yeah,
1: I feel like he should, because, should be way, because way way better. Because for example, like five Van, still.
3: Van Dorn on a five, I think he's had a better time of things than the likes of say Van Dorn on a five. Um, but he could have done a lot better. For example, like Grosjean, who's also on a six, or Sainz, who's on a six.
1: Mm. I, it's that gulf between the teammates again, isn't it? Though. Yeah, it, there is the, that. the reason. The reason Van Dorn's got the five there is because Alonso did so much better than him, he just couldn't hold a candle to him. Same with Alexander yeah. Leclerc, As we said earlier in the show, you know, when driver number two can't hold a candle to driver number one, that's very. You know, the mm. stopwatch doesn't lie, does it? Yeah, and he's been and beaten by devil, the doesn't... Red
3: Bull, which is very. Yeah. Very damning so, in itself. Yeah, he's yeah. he's
1: got the he's got the best engine on the grid, for, arguably at times the best engine on the grid. He's got at times the best car on the grid, and he's lost against a car that's never had either. Yeah. So for me, on, convince, it's still a five. me. I'll I'll go with the majority. You happy with five still, Chris? You you' <laughs> world mate. Totally
2: happy with five.
1: Oh, I've put that in completely wrong place.
2: Um, five. Which leaves us with world champion Lewis Hamilton. Mm. Um, I mean, the question for me with Hamilton is are there enough reasons to not give him
1: a 10? (laughs) That's where
2: I'm Mm. sitting straight away.
1: Well, you know, you start in the right place. We should start. I think we should always start at 10 and then see if there's anywhere. (laughs) And whittle them down from there. whittle them down from there, yeah, yeah. Um... He had a couple of slightly
2: ropey races towards the start of the season. Um...
1: Channery, and Channery got unlucky
2: Channery got unlucky Bahrain he was not quite on the pace I don't think um, honestly a lot of his poor results have been more down to the car than him though yeah it's been tires yeah.
3: usually and yeah. and there was a ve- the, the very strong end to the season where you couldn't just you you look couldn't at that look, look, second yeah, half yeah you
1: couldn't look past him yeah, um, yeah. man's a machine
2: from yeah. Germany onwards, first, first, second, first, 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 third, fourth, first, first. Like, it's you just can't just, compete with that.
1: I, I, I cannot see where you could. Is it, I don't think he's put a foot wrong this season. I really don't. Just because you're always, you're never going to win them all. You're not going to. You're always no. gonna, in every season. You're going to have your four, your odd fourth, fifth, fourth when you're winning a championship. That's just how it goes these days. Um, mm. and especially. Given the competition this season that he's been up against, you know that Ferrari mm-hmm. at times has been the better car. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, he's his racecraft has been second to none. Some of the qualifying performances he's put in, you know that that quali lap in Singapore that was just stellar. I've never seen anything yeah. like it. Yeah, absolutely. Would uh, would you, would you say else?
3: it's been his best season in the sport?
2: I because think he might not yeah. be far off if it if it's not. I think he might be yeah. Uh, i I've
1: never been more impressed by him than I have this season.
3: No, I I agree with that. Um and I think part of that comes down to how much closer the the Ferrari's been. Um obviously like, yeah. you know, the the 2008 title was a close fight, went down to the wire, but yeah. um he made quite a few mistakes sort of that season being so fresh so I think that this is an example of how far he's come, probably, if anything. If you look at sort of 2007-2008, yeah, sure, he picked up the title in 08, but this is a an example of just how far he's actually come over his time in F1.
2: How scary is that for everyone else? 11 seasons and five championships in, and he's getting better. Mm. That's the
1: crazy like, thing, isn't it? It's, it's just it's... madness. Ah...
2: Oh. I, I get. We give. I mean, I think we're saying we're giving him a ten. I we? think yeah. we've got
3: it. I really think we've got it. I think in previous years he's had a very strong car underneath him that's maybe stopped that ten rating coming because even if he's had a dominant year, it's been very easy for him in the sense that he's only really had his teammate to compete with. Um, at, whereas this season he's had a lot more competition from not only Ferrari but also the Red Bulls in places and I think he's dealt with that better than anybody else on the grid probably would have
1: yeah
2: I think it's probably only his first title that he had to work harder for in terms of like fights on track and scrapping for results
1: yeah yeah, and what a pleasure it's been to see
2: really has it's been yeah we're, we're lucky to be seeing uh him at his peak yeah we're we're in I
1: say this all the time we are in a golden era of Formula 1 absolutely because you know we've we've got so many world champions this season especially so many world champions on the grid you know Lewis Vettel um, Kimi Alonso uh, is that all of them that's all of them that is at the moment yeah Yeah. so (laughs) quarter of them quarter of the grid are world champions and not just world champions like proper legends of the sport world champions yes and you know that's not gonna be around forever that, that, that's not that that's not gonna be the case every season from now on so no, when no, we so look yeah. back in like 10 years 20 years time and we're looking at these some of these races like think of Italy and you know how close that was like
2: oh yeah we've had some classics yeah
1: absolute classic and this is all in one season that first half of the season barring one or two races was absolutely electrifying
2: yeah right I'm putting it in 10. Hmm. Hamilton, 10 out of 10.
1: Boom. It's down. It's done. There he is. So not only has he won the championship of Formula One, but he's won the, the, the award everyone was talking about, the back of the grid end of season review. And you know what? <laughs> he's also won our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> too far.
2: <laughs> That's where I thought you were going to start with, Stu. <clears throat> I like you um, that you were there. Yeah, I always... <laughs> And that, I think, will do us for the first part of our season review. Um, If you come back next week, we have uh, several awards that we're going to give out. Uh, We're also going to go over our predictions that we did a while back for the 2019 grid and see how wrong we were. Um, And there's also my uh, forfeit from Dat's Life that we need to get through as well, uh, as well as all your inbox stuff, because a few of you have sent your awards for the season as well. So... Join us next week and we will do all of that. Um, But for now, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, If you want to get in touch before then, you can do it through all the usual places. Uh, Find us on Facebook, uh, just search Back of the Grid. We're on Twitter at Back of the Grid. Instagram, just search Back of the Grid. Or our website where you can uh, fill in a contact form is backofthegrid.com. And I think that's everything, isn't it? I think so. So thanks for joining us. And until next week, goodbye. Bye. To be continued. Goodbye.
1: To be continued. (laughs) It's a doozy. This podcast is part of Britpod
2: Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more.